It's always interesting when the Chiefs talk, and they did today. We heard from Andy Reid, and among others, safety Tyron Matthew and linebacker Anthony Hitchens. And that means you'll hear from them too on today's Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Thursday, May 25th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. The coach is up first, and Reid had a lot of good things to say about his rookie class. And after that, you'll hear from Matthew, who was asked by star beat writer Sam McDowell right out of the gate about the the deleted tweet uh, from earlier this week that involved his contract negotiations. Matthew and Hitchens also spent some time talking about red zone defense. That was a big problem for the Chiefs last season. Even though they finished with the NFL's best record and reached the Super Bowl, they were terrible when it came to preventing touchdowns in the red zone. So, Let's get started with Andy Reid, followed by Tyron Matthew, and then Anthony Hitchens. Good to have everybody back out there um, this past week here. So we've we've been lucky where we've had uh, most of our team here. We've got a little bit of the cold bug going around, so there's some guys missing today. But um, uh, for the most part, we've had we've had everybody everybody here, and the injuries. We haven't had any injuries, which is knock on wood is also good. So and the guys have been working hard. And, um, you know, I appreciate their their effort and wanting to get better and, and get familiar with some of the new stuff that we're we're putting out there. Anyways, with that time, Jersey. Yep. Go first to Herbie Tiopi. Go to Herbie. Hey, coach. Good afternoon. Uh, Hi, Herbie. I'm Patrick. Well, hey, um, hope you're doing well. With Patrick yes. Mahomes, uh, what's your plan for OTAs? I know he's still recovering from the toe surgery, but a uh, how much work has he been able to get in over this past week? And what are your plans going forward with him? Yeah, he's been doing everything. So he's, uh, you know, been full go and um, he's still working with Rick and his, with the toe and, and that. So we utilize this as a passing, more of a passing camp. You know, we don't run the ball much in this thing. So um, it's good, good that way. And his toe's really done well. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go, Pete. Coach, uh, Travis was on ESPN's NFL Live earlier this week, and, and he noted just how much bigger, bigger already the offensive line feels. How much of an intention was it for you guys to get even you know a little taller there, a little bit bigger along the offensive line, and then just your initial impressions here? I know it's just the first three days. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's been good, good for that. But uh, the main thing you want are, are good football players, and we've got a whole group of them uh, now, and it's great competition. I mean, those guys last year bowed their tail off, and I'm glad we have a few of those guys back. So, um, but and then Brett and his crew did a nice job of uh, with the influx of of uh, players, young and veteran guys. So we've got a nice nice nucleus. There's great. There's going to be great competition there, and that's going to make us better. And uh, like I mentioned before, we we really hadn't. Uh, or, you know, most of the emphasis has gone to other positions, and we we were able to kind of put. This is a priority to get things done there. And I thought Brett and his group did a phenomenal job of working it. Yeah. Next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach. Uh, you mentioned before how much you enjoy just being a teacher out there as a coach. And a camp like this with so many young guys in this camp is a great opportunity to be a teacher. How much fun is just being a teacher in this time of year for these young guys? Well, that's what you do as a coach. I mean, you're, you're here to teach and um, there are not a lot of secrets in the NFL anymore. So the better that you can teach, I think, uh, the better you can help uh, enhance the ability of your players. So um, 
that's that's what we all try to do and i i think we all love it i mean we, we love having the guys back on grass i mean that's a that's a good thing it's just hard to teach the fundamentals um of the game virtually i mean it's great that we have the tool i'm not saying that but it's it's a tough thing to teach the fundamentals that way <clears throat> adam teicher go ahead adam Hey, Andy, I just wanted to um, get your initial thoughts, your first week thoughts on guys like uh, Creed Humphrey, Nick Bolton, uh, Noah Gray, some of your younger guys, uh, again, understanding that you aren't in pads yet. Yeah, you know what, Adam, I've been impressed with them. They, um, they're they smart. You know, they're picking things up, um, and they're, they're, they're physical players. Um, not that we can – I mean, we're in shorts now, so I, I say that, but – they, they look explosive. And, um, and so that, that, that'll become important once, uh, once the season goes, but they're, they're pounding through all this new stuff and we're loading it up and throwing it at them. And, um, and they've seemed to handle it pretty good. Let's go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, coach, a, a couple of them kind of related. Just first of all, just what are, what are the the challenges you see for Orlando Brown going from a much more run heavy scheme to yours that maybe favors the pass? And then you were talking about the depth of the offensive line, but it does seem like I think three of the guys that would be prime candidates on that right side um, are, are going to have to knock some rust off, right? Not having played, so I'm wondering if you're you're seeing that. Is, do you, do you see the rust uh, that's there? So just the Brown scheme and then the rust on the right side. Yeah. So, um, well, Brad, this is what you'll find out with him uh, as you guys get to know him a little bit more. Um, he very coachable. Um, Andy Heck's a phenomenal coach. So, and has been there and has played the position. So, <clears throat> it's great for Orlando <clears throat> fundamentally to uh, to work with with Andy. And and listen, he's had good coaches before, but th in this situation, for what we do, uh, there's no better nobody better than Andy. So. Uh, to learn from. And, and so I think uh, just the initial footwork that you have to take and he played half the season at left. So it's not a big thing, but the things we do in our offense, just a couple of, you know, the footwork things he'll, he'll, he'll get down and there'll be second nature to him. So um, he's a nice addition. And then listen, there, there's going to be a battle on the, uh, on the right side. And, <clears throat> and um, you know, there, there are a bunch of guys that can play and we'll just, you know, we've always done this. We take the the five best and throw them in there. And, and so uh, we'll see how it all sorts out. Um, long right now, uh, you know, you talk probably the most rust that you'd think. Uh, and he stepped in and done a nice job. So, I mean, he's playing the right guard spot right now, but we know he also can play tackle. And he, he's jumped in there next to Remmers. And uh, they've, they've moved right along and done, done a nice job. <clears throat> Three more, starting at the top with Sam. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, second straight year that you drafted a linebacker early, and um, Anthony Hitchens has is, is sort of been your veteran there. So I'm wondering, um, what's your comfort level with him sort of being the guy that, that brings those young guys along, and how has he embraced that role? Yeah, he, he, he's kind of the grandfather of the bunch and does a, does a great job of uh, communicating. And um, he knows, you know, he's always in House's uh, pocket there with him and they, they uh, he's, he's a very willing studier. He, he, he goes above and beyond to know what's going on. And he's very, he's very capable of communicating that. So 
Um, and, and he's been great for the young guys. He, you know, he, I think he does a heck of a job with that. He was great with Willie last year. He'll be, he'll be good with the young guy this year. So should be, he, he doesn't, uh, he knows that he's a good football player. He's very confident that way as a veteran. Next to Matt Derrick. Good man. Hey coach, you, you talked a little bit about the offensive line, but specifically on that left side with two newcomers with Orlando and Joe, what is it now that you've gotten them on the field and gotten a chance to work with them one-on-one that you've learned about them and you've seen in them that maybe you didn't know when you acquired them? Well, I mean, listen, they're doing the kind of same things they were doing that we saw on tape, but I, I like the, the people and I like their work ethic. So you never know about that until you get them. Now, um, you know, the defense is running twists and they're <clears throat> blitzing. And so they're, they're all working that whole front's working through the communication process with one another as they look at different looks. And I, I think that, um, you know, liking each other, being able to communicate, being smart, all those things matter. Um, and, and so, uh, I like watching that as they go through that process. We'll go last to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Andy, good to see you. All right, Nate, likewise. Uh, I wanted to ask you on the, about the defensive line. I know it's the first week of OTAs. Just what's your initial impression, given that you got veterans like Chris, but obviously <laughs> Rick and Josh, you're kind of working in, obviously, during in the middle of it. Yeah, you froze up there a little bit, but I can, I think I got you. Um, uh, Reed, I, I like, I, I mentioned before, he doesn't spell his name quite right, but he, he sure plays right. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, he, I, we're, we're always talking about the offensive line, but that signing right there was a, a really good get. Um, and I think will pay off for us in a, in a real big way, uh, this season. Um, it gives us some flexibility, what we can do with Chris and, and, um, and, and so it's, you know, there, it, I, I, li- I like that addition. I mean, you're talking about a Pro Bowl caliber player um, uh, and just plugging him in and, and not much has been said about it. And I, I'm, I'm excited to see him once we, we kick this thing off. Coach, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining okay, us. Okay, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Well, we'll start first with Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Tyron. How's it going, man? Going good. Blessed. Um, wanted to ask you about, uh, obviously, the, the tweet that you had sent out about maybe probably not um, being back here long term. Can you kind of go through just your mindset with all that right now? Well, I think uh, first, I, you know, I delete a lot of tweets. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I, if you know, if I'm if I'm people, if I'm a fan, I wouldn't put too much emphasis, you know, on that. I think uh, people that know me, uh, they know where my heart is at. Um, I can't control everything. Um, so for me, it is all about you know, just trying my best to kind of focus on the things I can't control. And, uh, you know, that's just coming to work every day, trying to trying to make the dudes around me better. Let's go next to Todd Levo. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, Tyron, you mentioned you, you hey. delete a few tweets. Uh, on, that, <laughs> on something like that, after you sent that tweet, did you immediately delete it? Did someone say, hey, what are you doing there? How, how do you go through kind of editing yourself? And then do you, do you kind of try to edit yourself before you send a tweet that maybe you don't want out there? I think, you know, obviously sometimes you uh, you tweet things and, you know, other people, you know, reach out and tell you, hey, why, you know, you shouldn't tweet things like that. And but I think most of the times it's, you know, it's, it's all me. Um, uh, you know, obviously uh, some things shouldn't be said. Some some things shouldn't be talked about. Um, I think I'm a pretty open guy. Uh, I think I'm fair, you know, as far as, you know, showing people who I am and 
um, you know, it could kind of work against you, you know, sometimes, you know, in the in this new social media world we live in. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Tyron. Um, hey. A lot of young DBs uh, in your room, uh, guys like Rashad, uh, Bo Pete Keys, uh, they're getting out there on the field this time. Um, what are you expecting from them um, going forward here in the offseason program? And what have you noticed about their energy, their excitement level um, when you back on the field? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, for any young guy, you just want to see those guys take a, take the next step in the system. Um, you know, I think, you know, for a lot of them, you know, things move fast, you know, we got a pretty complex, you know, defensive scheme that we run. And, um, so any guy that's going into his second or third year in the system, um, you would just hope that they take the necessary steps to kind of get better, you know, whether that be communicating, uh, whether that be showing up to, to work early, showing up to meetings early. Um, you just want to see the young guys continue to grow uh, and put themselves in a position to, you know, to be successful. Go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Tyron. One guy I wanted to ask hey. you about is uh, is Bashad Breeland. I know he's still a free agent. Just how much have you talked to him, and what would it mean for you if the team and him are able to to have another season together? Given that he was sort of helping out, obviously the young cornerbacks in a similar role that you have with uh, with the rest of the DB room. Yeah, I mean, you know, Breezy's a to me, he's one of the more underrated cornerbacks in this league. Um, you know, really felt like the last couple of years, he's really helped us out a lot. Um, you know, uh, him and C. Ward, you know, really, you know, manning their sides of the field, you know, being able to uh, to play uh, press man, bump and run, you know, with elite receivers. Um, so uh, he's a guy that deserves, you know, a lot of credit uh, for what we've been able to do, you know, defensively the last couple of seasons. Um, you know, I try to keep a close relationship with all my guys. Um, me and Breezy is probably a little different. You know, we talk... Uh, more than others. Um, but, uh, you know, just really wishing him the best. Uh, I mean, I hope we can get him back here. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of things aren't, you know, in our control. Um, I just try to continue to be a positive influence, you know, in his life and just continue to encourage him no matter what. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Tyron. Good to see you. Hey. Um, you know, I know it's early in this process and everything, but every team's a little bit different and you've got some new faces this year. What is it that gets you excited about this defense? What is it that you see is, or maybe some areas where you guys can be better than even you were last year? Yeah, I think, uh, well, just talk about being better. I think we could be better in the red zone. Um, I feel like we uh pretty much at the bottom of the pack, you know, really in every red zone statistic. Um, so, you know, uh, teams are going to be able to put drives together on us. Um, I think it's, it's up to us. It's up to the players to really um, go out there and uh, try our best to keep guys out of the end zone. Um, I think that's going to give, you know, our team, you know, a, a greater chance to win. You know, if we're able to kind of, um, you know, make teams throw the ball in the end zone, you know, instead of uh, actually, you know, running the football. And so, uh, you know, we've been we've been harping on it. Coach Spags has been really harping on the details of it. And um, but I think that's that's something that I would love to see us. Um, you know, really get better at uh, going forward, especially during the season. The three more will go right down the line, starting with Sarin. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, Tyron, I know just to go back to your the the tweets that, that you sent out and, and deleted. I'm curious, do you, do you still feel kind of that way, or do you do you think that a deal can get done? If I'm not mistaken, the timeline on Chris Jones was was later. It seems like that maybe you need a deadline to get a deal done. So, are you still optimistic that an extension can can be done? And is this maybe just one of the frustrating parts of the business that it doesn't get done when you want to get it done? I mean, you know, I think, you know, I think the negotiation process is, 
you know, I think it's tough on anybody, um, you know, especially a player. Um, but, you know, like I said, I, I try not to focus on it too much. Uh, I'm, I think I'm a fairly optimistic guy. Um, you know, I always look, you know, I try my best to look out the bright side, you know, at the window. Um, but, you know, um, this is my third franchise. Um, so I understand the business. I, I'm grown enough to understand it. I think I'm mature enough um, to understand it. And uh, but I'm also mature enough to understand that, you know, it's still a lot of work that I got to put in that needs to be put in. Um, and, you know, just kind of let God handle, you know, everything else. Let's go next to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, what's happening, T? Hey. Hey, you, you've been in this league a little while, right? And uh, yeah. you've had the opportunity to, you know, have a season after a Super Bowl win, and now it's coming after a loss. Does that make you – does this one make you hungrier, you know, um, other than years past because of, of this last year's loss? Yeah, I think anytime you lose, you, you know, you have a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> you know, it could be a Super Bowl. It could be week two, you know, week nine. Um, I think anytime you, you lose a game, um, you have to sit on it for a while, uh, it could kind of stay with you for a while, but, um, you know, just try your best to use it uh, positively, you know, um, just, just try to dig deeper. Um, you know, like we were talking about earlier, just trying to find new ways to get better, you know, whether that be individually or whether that be as a unit. Um, so we got a lot of motivation right now. Uh, we got a lot of things that, you know, we feel like can, could, could get us back, you know, to that stage and, and, and then capitalize on it. So it's all about us putting that work in, um, you know, really believing in each other and, you know, uh, helping each other to get better each and every day. We'll go last to Pete Sweeney. Go, Pete. Hey, Tyron, wanted to ask you about uh, one of the tweets you didn't delete, and it's been recent tweets just about Charles Woodson and the inspiration he's providing you right now, late in your career. Uh, why is that? And then, from an aesthetic point of view, I know fans care about this. Do you have actual plans to potentially switch to twenty-one at some point? I do. Uh, I'm hoping to switch to it next season. Um, yeah, I think Charles, is, he's, he's always been a great mentor for me. He's always been somebody that uh, believed in me, that always given me nuggets. Um, and I think if people really able to look at Charles Wilson's career, it really was the back end of his career, you know, that that he really excelled and he really, um, you know, won defensive player of the year and, and won a Super Bowl. And um, so uh, for me, that's motivation. You know, I think a lot of people saying I'm getting old and I, I look at a guy like Charles Wilson who, who played, you know, 18 plus years at, at a high level. And, you know, he seemed to get better and better, you know, each and every year. So, um, you know, Charles has always been a great friend of mine, a great dude. Um, and I think just his story. Uh, you know, it's giving me motivation, you know, to continue going forward. Tyron, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining Thank us. You. Appreciate it. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important please visit kansascity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. We'll get started with Sam McDowell first. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Brad, I'll have a couple of things here. Um, Hitch, uh, I asked Andy about uh, you just mentoring the younger guys. This is the second straight year that, that you've had a rookie in that room. Um, 
does that role come naturally to you? Is that something you've kind of had to remind yourself to do? No, it kind of comes natural. When I was when I was younger, I had guys that I looked up to and taught me the ropes. And then, you know, ever since then, I've just been doing, you know, my part, uh, you know, giving back to the game and uh, young players and things like that. So, honestly, I'm just being me, uh, studying. Uh, they need help. They can ask. Sometimes I just give my advice sometimes. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to teach them, you know, the pros and the cons of playing linebacker and being in NFL. So I'm just like an older brother to all of them. You know, they all family here and just trying to get everybody to improve so we can be, you know, as good as we can in our linebacker room as a defense and as a team. You touched on it a little bit in that answer, but my second question was just, can you kind of describe what that entails? You know, when, when you have a younger guy that, that's learning this playbook for the first time, being in the NFL for the first time, what are the specific things you're doing with those guys? Yeah, I think it's just like extra work, just pulling to the side, uh, either through text, uh, in, the, in between periods, uh, I don't know, just phone calls, just hanging out and on off days, things like that, just talking ball. Uh, everyone learns different. Uh, I know me and Nick right now, we're working on, uh, he, he's not big on taking notes, you know, uh, so he's trying to put it all together with the notes in on a field and the walkthroughs and practice, so just trying to give him different ways that I learn and maybe it can help him grow. So I'm just here to play the best ball I can and, and help everyone around me be the best player so we can, you know, win the ultimate goal. That's the Super Bowl. Thanks, Hitch. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Hitch, even in that answer, it seems, you know, it's still all about the team and the team goals. And I know you've developed a very close relationship with Steve Spagnolo. Uh, what is his and your goal for the defense in 2021? What do you want to see? Maybe uh, something that uh, take a step forward that you did, could do differently than maybe even last year. Yeah, our number one thing right now is uh, we fell short in the red zone uh, last year. I think we was top 10 the year we won the Super Bowl. And then last year, it was 32nd, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, I mean, that's the difference right there. You know, you give three points up, set a seven, that's a four-point swing right there. So, I mean, there was times where teams would get in the red zone three times and score three uh, three touchdowns. That's 21 points. You know, we can easily cut that in half or less than half. So, um, yeah, I just we're just working on that right now. We had two red zone days back to back the first two days right off the back. So we're working on that. And I think that's our that's like right in our forefront of our mind right now is red zone. I'm sure it's going to uh, transition to something else as the season gets on. But as of right now, we got to be better in the red zone. A lot of teams that get, get down there and and run the similar plays. So we, we just need to be smarter. I think that's the word. Uh, we've seen the same plays from week one through the Super Bowl. So uh, we, we, we did our offseason homework. Uh, we know we got some different things now and we're going to improve. And that's our main goal is uh, if they get down there. Hopefully they don't. But if they do, give up three and not seven. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Anthony, with that question and sort of watching yourself towards the end of last year, is there anything that you sort of made it a, a, a personal pride that you wanted to sort of either further develop or maybe even change something uh, going into this year? Are you talking about me individually or just? Yeah. Uh, as, yeah OK. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every, every year I'm just working on different things and just trying to get better. Uh, I'm, I'm not here to make a, a A to Z leap. Uh, that's, that's kind of being unrealistic right now. So. Uh, I'm just trying to focus on the details, uh, you know, just footwork, hands, vision, formation recognition, uh, you know, just the details. You know, I just want to be perfect in the pre-snap alignments and things like that. Usually when you're when you're beat by alignment, the, the down's already over. So 
Uh, I'm just trying to work on the pre-snap, get even more detailed in my alignment, my stance, my pad level. Can't tackle right now, but, you know, running into uh, bags and things like that. So, yeah, me and House are working on it on the side, ball drills, footwork, uh, just pretty much the basics, you know. Uh, go back to the uh, square one and just just the basics, uh, tying up your shoes, just taking the first step. You know, just start all over every year from from ground one. Got time for three more. We'll go Todd first. Go, Todd. Hey, Anthony, I think last year when we talked to you at this time, you were outside your house, right? Trying to work out. Yeah, yeah, garage, yeah. Doing that mm-hmm. stuff. How, how much better does it feel to be in the building? You walked in, you didn't have a mask on. You guys are like back there all together. You made it through last year. But what's it been like to be able to do these things in person this time around instead of that last year? Yeah, we get more interaction when we're when we're around each other, and obviously you can't practice football unless you practice football. Uh, you can do all the running drills and linebacker drills and run on the track, but you get out here on day one and you're still tired and sore. So it's in order to practice football, you got to practice football, and we got a lot of guys on our team that love practicing and love doing the dirty work and getting in the weight rooms and being the team. So. Uh, it's, it's going to work out for us and our and benefit. We're going to benefit from this. Uh, some some teams are not, you know, doing what we're doing, but that's okay. Uh, we're just here showing up and working. So it's, it's different being in person because you can get more interaction, coach to player, player to coach. Uh, you can actually see walkthroughs and as a team, uh, you can see where we're at as a team. It's kind of hard doing that over Zoom. Last two, we'll start with Darren. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, it's a good scene. I'm curious, you know, you come from a, last year, you're coming off a Super Bowl win, this year you're coming off from a Super Bowl loss, but what did you do or how was your offseason, you know, what were you doing in the offseason to better prepare you for this upcoming season? I see that you look a little bit leaner. I mean, are you are you dieting the, 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 the offseason, hitting the weight room? What are you doing, you know, when the coaches and your teammates aren't around? Yeah, I'm I'm actually I'm trying something different. Uh, to be honest, I am getting a little more lean. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to lean out a little more uh, spring-ish, spring ball, you know, and then as as camp comes and as the season comes, I can put the bulk and the, the muscle and getting that extra lift in. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little more lean. Obviously, we all know this is a, a spread type of offense and a lot of guys are running crisscross and Tyreek Hills running down the field and and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I got a little more lean and I'm just watching the body fat. I, I mean, it's no secret. I am in year eight. I can't do what I did three, four years ago. So, uh, yeah, so I'm just trying to lean out, watch my diet, uh, you know, and just keep working, you know, try different things. And and hopefully it works, you know, for my body. Everybody's different. So uh, this is something different that I'm trying this year is leaning more and then add the bulk as we, you know, add bulk reps and practice and games and things like that. And we'll go last to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Anthony, I got a couple things. Um, first, just want to see how that's going for you. I know you guys haven't put on the pads or anything. It's real early. Just want to get your early impressions on how that part of it's going. And Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's kind of hard. We only had uh, three days now. Uh, no no uh, predictions and no none of that stuff right now. We're, we're just diving in the playbook. Uh, it's our third year in the system, so kind of ahead of the game uh with a lot of guys returning and things like that so i mean we're just digging away man we're just taking it one day at a time and getting better correcting ourselves and you know good or bad or indifferent man we're just trying to improve i mean that's all you can do right now you can't hit you can't really get a win you know in, in may or june so we're competing against our offense 
which is one of the best offense in the league. So we get good work every day for, for them. So yeah, we just trying to improve, man. Okay. And also, um, you talked a minute about an emphasis this year on uh, being better in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Other than emphasizing it and, and talking about it and, and maybe even working on it in practice, are the things you guys can do as a group to, to be better down there, whether that's with scheme or personnel or whatever that, that, that maybe you guys can implement this year, you think? Yeah. Uh, first meeting Spags put up, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think there was three uh, criteria that uh, led to bad downs in the red zone. Uh, some of them was physical. Some of them was uh, just mental, uh, not doing the blitz correctly or not running the st- correct coverage that he called. And some of them was scheme related. Uh, he said he put some on himself that, you know, he made some bad calls as well. So uh, for for our coach to own up like that, you know, we, we take pride in that. Uh, uh, he's, he's, he's sitting there in front of the whole defense saying that there's some calls he could have caught better. But at the same time, we also, you know, talking to ourselves, there's some things we could have did better as players. So, yeah, we all got we all got it in our forefoot of our mind, and we know in order to get better at it, you got to work at it. Uh, did we have perfect red zone days these last two days? No, not really. But there's things that we're seeing from our offense that we see around this lead, so we get work at it in May and not wait until you know week one or week three or four. So, yeah, I just think we we all we all know that we was a 32nd team in the red zone. So, yeah, we got some work to do, and it's, it started on Monday or Tuesday. We appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks for having me. See you guys. That will do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Links to stories about the Chiefs can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, got another deal for you. You can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. Sports Pass is the online version of the Star Sports section. You get all the stories that appear in the print editions of the Star, plus many more stories that appear only on the website, and certainly they appear first on KansasCity.com. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. It's always a great time to subscribe. What was going on with the Chiefs, the Royals, the colleges, our soccer teams, much more. How do you get it? You go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That's kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. You want more than just sports coverage? Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features, commentary, and analysis. The whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional national news, sports, and business coverage with the e-edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.com kansascity.com slash subscribe and I know that's a lot of dots and dashes so if you're having trouble hunting down any of the offers you send me an email bkirkoff at kcstar.com and I'll get you to the right place so whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription you're getting in supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports Beat KC thanks for listening and we'll be back on Friday with another episode and I bet we talk soccer